Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Let CareerBuilder help you rehire fast. Post your next job with CareerBuilder and get an application rate that's nearly seven times higher than our competitors. CareerBuilder, we're building for you. Visit hiring.careerbuilder.com forward slash recruit. So the thing is, like, I don't think any other country would find that funny. Like, he's trying to expose those people for looking like idiots and like, oh, wow, these are the dumb Americans. But it's like, no, you're the dumb American. Oh my god, something keeps like crackling in my ear randomly. I don't well, my laptop is doing that thing where it's like hyperventilating, but I don't even have any applications open. Yeah. Oh, I have pages open. Whoops, let me. And like obviously Chrome, but like I actually don't have my usual 100 tabs open. I only have uh like seven or eight, which is pretty like low for me. I feel like <laughs> I wanted to say I feel like a person's like uh, like tabs on their computer is a good representation of like their personality in life. Like you're constantly like frantic doing like a million different things that have nothing to do with each other. And like your tabs like Thank you. really show that. Thank you. <laughs> and then my, my tabs are like YouTube, random techno song. Um, uh, like does vitamin C like help me not lose more hair because I'm losing all my hair and like FAFSA like something from like FAFSA that like I haven't opened FAFSA FAFSA <laughs> whatever FAFSA <laughs> <laughs> like something so not relevant that I was just too lazy to close like four years ago and it's still open yeah well maybe it shows all of your like unprocessed trauma yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's your that's my psychoanalysis of your tabs situation. <laughs> no, that's really good. <laughs> like you never you just shoved things under the Persian rug. <laughs> yes, and, exactly. And you know, deal with them. And I'm trying to deal with everything at once. And then I don't deal with anything because of that. <laughs> and then and then your whole brain just shuts down like your computer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm due for, you know, a nervous breakdown. Every four months or something? I don't know. Oh, mm. yeah, that works. It's like on a schedule. I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, time feels so strange since March. I can't believe it's November. I'm ha- I was having like serious Sunday depression before you called me. I'm like a bit cheered up now, but like I was, oh, really? I was in like. I'm so a- glad I could cheer you up. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, what is that thing? Sunday scaries. I hate that. It's for like is that what that means for when you get depressed on Sundays? Well, for people who do drugs, it's called the Blue Monday. Yeah. Well. I didn't do any drugs last night, but I definitely had a part. I kind of want to talk about, like, the oh, party. Do you talk about Halloween? Yeah, I do. I really do want to talk about Halloween, actually. Okay. I love when you answer things like that. Actually, I really do. Like, <laughs> like I always know it's going to be a good story. When you go, actually, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm ready. Well, so I had a like little costume party outdoors in my backyard. Um, yeah, whatever. Everyone was tested, like ironically, like it wasn't. We didn't ask, but it just had happened that everyone had been tested, and I had just been tested because I was traveling. So, um, but yeah, I I'm not like passionate about Halloween. I definitely like dressing up in general, so I use it as an excuse, but. The party was also for my friend's birthday to celebrate that. So it just seemed like a good occasion for everything. Um, Yeah, I hadn't thrown a party since like, I don't know, like an actual party. I feel like since my bat mitzvah and I like kept talking about that leading up to the planning of this. And I was like, 
Well, no one showed up to my bat mitzvah. Like that's my track record. Well, I had like an adult party and kids party and with the kids party, uh, no one showed up for some reason, even though I personally handed out uh, invitations to everyone in my grade. But then my cousin came and she like texted, like BBM'd a bunch of people to show up. So they did, but like they weren't my friends and they weren't in my grade. Yeah. So I actually had a lot of, yeah, I actually had a lot of fun, but like, yeah, no one, like, all these girls I went to, like, Hebrew school, if they, like, didn't come, I was like, wait, oh, I thought. I hate anyone from Hebrew <laughs> school. Like, like, Hebrew school friends were, it was always just a bunch of bitchy girls. Like, I did not mm-hmm. like Hebrew school. I was so happy yeah, my I mom can... finally let me, like, stop going. I was like, bro. Well, it's strange because, like, no, well, for me, I had... Like there were, I had an overlap between some of the people that were at my middle school at the time and my Hebrew school. They were like, I had new people in common and at Hebrew school, they were really nice to me for like a little bit. And like, I thought I was like, oh my God, like, wait, am I making friends, like moving up in this world? But then when I would see them at like regular school, I was going to El Rodeo at the time, they all just like, my mic. they would all just ignore me. Um, but then I became friends with like, just guys at my Hebrew school and they were nice to me but then they also would pretend they didn't know me like when they would see me I don't know why um anyway so yeah about the party I dressed up as well I recreated a look from a John Galliano show from 1994 spring summer 1994 which is based off of no every anytime I say which is based (laughs) everyone just thought they're like okay bye Anyway, so that's what I did. Um, but oh, only you would do such a such a like pretentious costume. I know the thing. It, I know it sounds it's that like, way, so but obscure, it's like someone would only know if they really like took like fashion history and like actually paid attention or were passionate about it. Well, I felt the need to explain it because it, like you know what I mean. If I don't explain it, then it's but. But the thing is, I wanted to dress for myself. Like I for myself and like when else am I going to get to wear it I love that about you like unique from like everyone else that like I'm friends with like it's just like nobody else is Millie and like sometimes you'll say something that's like oh my god only Millie can say that (laughs) like like, I can only take Millie seriously when she says something like this okay keep going (laughs) this segment of the episode has been redacted Excuse the interruption and please enjoy the rest of the show. I otherwise had a really fun time. Like I uh, had this bartender come from this co-working space my brother is a member of and um, he's really cool. The drinks are amazing. Uh, what else? Like some of my own friends came who I hadn't seen in a while. We danced a lot. It's so fun. And um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was, I still had a good time. I just kind of wanted to vent about like the anodyne costumes, like lack of costume um, and like refusal to dance. Because like if you're boring, like at least, I mean, I don't know. I mean, at least there's, there's nothing at least, I guess. Uh, yeah, and then the Sunday was just, like, because it's Sunday? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I was mostly, like, just cleaning after, like, today. And then, and then like, yeah, just now. Like, I think when the sun went down. My, my party got canceled. Not that I um, still didn't have a good Halloween. I um, went to, like, an event during the day, and then... Basically, there were like multiple Halloween parties that were supposed to happen in Brooklyn. Um, But because of a scare that the cops were going to shut down on people because the night before the cops shut down some parties. um, Yeah, Halloween was kind of canceled for a lot of people this year. Uh, It was so funny. One of my friends was saying like at this point, like it's like New York State versus the party. Like a a war like people that still want to live life and like the state of new york and like the state of new york is like trying to like make sure that doesn't happen um but obviously there there are a lot of reasons why i mean corona cases have gone up in new york especially as usual in great neck because (laughs) persians don't understand any laws of covid they're like 
oh, like 600 people in one room? That's a typical Shabbat dinner. Like, why? what's wrong with that? Yeah, well, I mean, there have been many parties here too. Uh, I know there was one last night, Persian Halloween party, about 150 people. 150 people, like in a house, at a house party? I think it was outside. It was No, it was oh. in a backyard, but so, oh, there was another one. There, there was another one that wasn't outside. I don't know. I a bunch of Persians. I know. Well, I don't know that people I know know got COVID in the past week. I mean, like I, I, I still party. I'll admit. Um, but like, I'll, I'm also not going to deny the fact that, like, yeah, cases are going up. It's just, it's always Great Neck. For well, New York. whenever I see it go up in Great Neck, I know it's going to start trickling, and it's like it's going to become like a whole thing. That's funny. It's a good trend watch um no i mean i don't know i there's i'm also aware of the fact that you know everyone needs to get it in order for this to kind of move on like realistically that just seems like yeah, that's what my mom said. immunity yeah, mom yeah we were we were talking about this on the phone yeah so but I've, i do I've some scary cases though like even though most people i, I haven't heard of any of those i don't know i don't want to like project like my my mom has multiple friends like that their daughters had it. I guess a lot of girls aren't missing. I don't know. Um, like one so of mostly dads, men mostly get really girls. bad. Yeah, so they all had mild cases. None of them were really that sick. But I heard of a guy recently that it's been three months and he still didn't get his taste or smell back. I can only imagine how much weight I would lose if I couldn't taste or smell anything for three months because like eating would just have no purpose. I would just chew ice all day because everything tastes the same. I've never lost my taste buds before, so I don't know. But imagine. I can't even imagine. That is. I've, I've never even thought of that. Like imagine like no taste or smell. Well, maybe I would complain less. You would complain less? Yeah, I feel like I'm like, I'm like almost like I want this to happen because I'm so picky. Oh, okay. No, I'm not like that. I'm not, I'm not picky at all. I'd be really upset um, if I lost my taste and smell. I, I really, I think I would just stop eating. Everything tastes like nothing. So what's the point? Mm -hmm. I well, I, I wasn't being serious. Of course, I want my taste. I was just, I don't know if you thought I was actually serious for a second. <laughs> I thought you were being serious. No, I'm just like, I feel like I need to laugh after I say jokes, but but I think I'm funnier when I don't laugh because the more serious I am about non-serious things, the better it is. No, yeah, I agree. I'm sorry that just went over my head. No, it's not everyone can. <laughs> can get your sophisticated humor. Yes, yeah, high level, highbrow. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Well, uncultured human being. Well, you're going to call this a bad segue, but um, speaking of humor, we wanted to talk about Borat, the new Borat <laughs> film. I just, I want to make a compilation of every horrible segue we've ever made during our episodes and just have it be the cringiest, most awkward, like one hour compilation to ever exist. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just so funny to me. Yeah, but Borat, um, I was really disappointed. Like, I got a few good laughs, for sure, from Borat, too. Um, but it was just so... He didn't have to make it that obvious that it was a political stunt. Like, he could have made it more, like, obscure. And, like, it was just, like, so obvious. Like, why waste a good movie on a political stunt? Well, I think, like... I think it's funny to me. <laughs> What's funny what, what when it's not even trying to be funny is that he's just trying to expose a bunch of idiots essentially um and he does things that like like he does this to like he tries to expose these people in order to show like wow america is the worst country look at the people but really i try to imagine this kind of stunt in other countries and that would have not lasted i mean he he would have easily have gone to jail um some other countries face prosecution so I think this uh, film is actually a testament to the amount of freedom we have in this country. Yeah, <laughs> and also, it's a, 
it's a testament to this is i mean to privilege this is privilege if he wants to be so uh progressive and stuff like that he no, it's really what he needs to acknowledge that this is the actual privilege uh what he's doing and at, yeah. at the end of the day yeah these like random hicks said stupid shit but they also like let you into their home in a lockdown like for those who didn't yeah. see the movie uh i, I guess he was, was filming so during covid yeah and um i don't know he's just like in some southern state i guess i don't remember i wasn't like actually paying that much attention to the film but uh yeah no, just like these two guys let him into their, their like mm-hmm. like the fact that he can make a movie where he's wearing our, a mask of our president's face like carrying a woman with her ass completely out and trying to offer her to joe biden Right. Yeah, no to no to Mike Pence. No, who is he offering her to? Oh, Mike Pence, sorry. Yeah. The movie was just okay. Like the fact uh, that he could do that, meanwhile, like a wrestler in Iran went to a peaceful protest where he wasn't even bashing the president or anyone in specific. He was just kind of like against the government right now and he got persecuted for that. For a peaceful protest where he wasn't doing anything saying anything disgusting about the government like he wasn't like bashing anyone he wasn't i don't know like it's just so wild to me he was just doing something so peaceful and got persecuted for it and like in america we can say and do the most ridiculous things and like well speaking of biden um so another like kind of pathetic thing to me was that he had released the jewel before the film came out he had released the giuliani scene the day the hunter biden laptop was found laptops um so it's just kind of yeah i'm embarrassed for him a bit uh i think he is talented like he yeah let's like what's the reason that there's no outrage about the fact that he had what he thought was an underage girl put her hands like basically down his pants like and was that scripted quote-unquote like why is this so like why is well that, that girl is like clearly in her 20s um and also she she was i think it that could have that would have gone like somewhere sexual um but the fact is that in that moment he was adjusting his mic so uh i don't really that wasn't like to me what no one was exposed and also like i think Borat and like the Ali G show initially because the first film to me was also kind of again like bad American humor like really just vulgar and like physical but um it's like uh there was this tweet well actually I mean this is regardless but I think like it's not really comedy when you're just like using a woman's sexuality to trick men and then like film the humiliation like I don't think that's witty like yeah you succeeded but like is that that's not witty that's not interesting this isn't documentary style this is like you know what i and yeah like i didn't know we signed up to watch like borat's sexualized daughter who like clearly is in her late 20s um like seduced i don't know it just it, it was really strange to me also the scene with like where she i guess masturbates in the toilet stall at that yeah. like center and then goes and like gives a speech to these like conservative women about like how her vagina Wait. doesn't have teeth and it's like oh what are God. you doing i felt like what is like what's going on here it's like what were those women supposed to say like i don't like what what's that what's that pageant called that white white people do where they the fathers give away their daughters oh the debutante ball yeah. debutante yeah was the debutante scene real I mean, I haven't really, I, yeah, I forgot about that. I like mentally blocked that out. Gush out and and an actual debutante. So the thing is like, I don't think any other country would find that funny. Like he's trying to expose those people for looking like idiots and like, oh, wow, these are the dumb Americans. But it's like, no, you're the dumb American. Like, don't you see that? How crass you're being like, none of this is funny. But what I don't, I'm just so confused as to whether or not that was real because if it's real, the way they reacted was kind of really polite. Like, 
they were appalled, but they still kind of felt bad. So they still like clapped for her at the end. Like, I'm still not. Well, a lot of people walked out. And then even before that, there was like the scene where he's talking to like another father and daughter. And then the oh, daughter's like, like hitting him. Buy? Yeah. And then she's like, like, don't talk do to them. My daughter and the daughter was like, I'm so embarrassed. Like she told her father, I'm so embarrassed that you're actually answering this guy. Like, stop. Yeah. Answering. Yeah. But it was strange how like the audio of hers didn't pick up and then it started picking up. I don't know. And then also like the fax scenes, like, I mean, it's so weird when you think you about an entire camera crew being minutes. there. Yeah. Though there's like, it's hard to imagine like walking in with an entire camera crew and then someone saying such like ridiculous things to, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I recently traveled through, I did a road trip, uh, just a, the week and a half ago from New York to South Carolina. And while that isn't quite like the territory Borat was in, in the movie, I, I still feel like I like mingled with like Americans that I, you normally don't see on like coastal cities like LA or New York. I didn't really meet such idiots. Uh, so I really hate how, how that's kind of like the, theme of the movie of his movie like his work is to like expose americans as like i don't really feel patriotic normally but the movie made me feel patriotic. i was like no 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 no. like that's not what this country is about and stop trying to i mean this this is divisive behavior no that this this movie is literally divisive if he wants to complain about such and he is a demagogue yeah, Sorry. I, I think I think in his head, he thinks that it's okay to do all of this because, like, he's on the liberal side. Like we were talking about this before, how like people are allowed to bash people for voting for Trump, but if you publicly bash anyone for voting for uh, Biden, like you're like, how dare you try like shit on me for like I have the right to vote for whoever I want to like everyone's allowed to shit on one side and then the other side no one's allowed to like oh like we have to walk on eggshells we like nobody can like shit talk that side so like I think that like Borat thinks that like oh everything he's doing is okay because he's on that side well it's part of like a long media narrative um you know this but wait there is this I'm trying to find this tweet, but basically it was like, um, you can't be funny when you're really serious when you're dead or something like that. And it's like, yeah, like it it, it wasn't funny. Like, I don't know. At some points it was like, you know, there is something funny just about Sasha Baron Cohen's like body language, but like the content wasn't funny. Yeah. Um, because he was trying so hard again for this, like trying to push some political motive is yeah. just embarrassing. It was part of such a good movie um, called The Spy, which was on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I heard about yeah, that. I, so I didn't see it. Him. Like, it was actually really good. I was like, wow, like, look at him. And oh, I think he's really talented and intelligent. Yeah, he is. But like, I just don't like the way he like he has such a big platform and I just don't like the way he used it. Mm-hmm. But whatever the whole point of Sasha Square Coins, he doesn't care what we like. He never cares what anyone likes. He does what he thinks is right, what makes him happy, what he really. I I don't I don't really see him as like him doing something. He, he's literally just like catering to like the libtard narrative, like CNN, well, like who now, literally but... wants Trump to be elected again because that's how they make money. <laughs> You're not. Wrong. Yeah, I don't think he's like some individual like. I'm still looking for this tweet. Um, yeah, but I guess the gist of it is neither of us were impressed. And I was hyping it up. I was like posting about it. I was like on my story. I'm like, oh my God. Like, Yeah, I wanted to, I forgot oh, you yeah. did that. Yeah, I kind of wanted to be like, don't be like, I have a really bad feeling about this. Like, <laughs> Uh, I didn't think it was going to be that. I had no... No, I saw it coming. What do you mean? Because of all of the... Yeah, well, I I mean, I'm like 
so on Twitter, there were so many clips of Sasha Baron Cohen kind of like preaching as if he's a political leader. And I feel um, like there's so much news I miss because I'm not on Twitter. I feel like Twitter's where everything goes down, like IRL. Yeah, and then Instagram like, finds out about it a moment. month later. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I find out all my news way after anyone else who's active on Twitter. I feel like Twitter's where everything goes down now. Yeah, well, no, always. Um, but, you know, fuck oh, yeah. Jack Dorsey. I'm just I'm just throwing all the bombs in this episode. Well, yeah, aside from like not liking the direction of the movie, it was also just like anticlimactic in general. Even if I was for like this narrative, uh it, when it ended I was like, "Oh, wait, that was like I don't know, like that was it?" Oh, I was just also, kind of confused. The was so stupid because the ending was basically almost the same as the ending of the first movie it's like oh instead of the run of the jew now we have the run of the liberal no, what was it the run of- no it was like trump sneezing with like covid coming out of his oh, nose yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was just stupid it was basically the same ending twice. yeah and like i'll say it again leave melania alone <laughs> <laughs> leave melania alone <laughs> she's right <laughs> remember when that broke the internet Oh Shout out God. Chris Crocker. What is he up to these days? It's so funny. Like, the older you get, the more you understand how easy it really is to have a mental breakdown. <laughs> no, because when you're younger and, like, you saw, like, Britney Spears shaved off all her hair. Like, I contemplate shaving off all my hair all the time now. Like, like I think it's, like, way more, like, normal. Like, I, I don't know. Is mm-hmm. it just me? Maybe no, I every time Sunday comes around because the weekend takes such a toll on my hair that it becomes one giant matted piece of hair and I'm just like contemplating like wow one less thing I would have to worry about in life if I just shaved it all off right now. Um but yeah, the older I get the more I understand mental breakdowns like that. Like yeah. I've always fantasized about like shaving my head, not like in a mental breakdown way, but also in a non like just like in a aesthetic way or as like an experience thing I don't know it's like because it's like hair seems so meaningless but at the same time why does it mean so much like why can't I just shave it all off I don't know I I feel like I couldn't like pull off the bald look like some girls look hot like some girls like really pull pull it off yeah I don't think I would really look I'm down for like a boy cut like gugush boy cut I think that would I could maybe. Really? I, mean, I think I would look at some point. Doesn't every Persian woman eventually have like a boyish cut? Like a Not anymore. I know. I, I think people still go shorter the older they get. I don't see that many old women with long hair. No, no, no. I mean like a like a oh, what is like it above the ear? Like, like Not even boy, like boy. no hair, like an actual like man's haircut. Yeah, like that's what I like no, not not no, not that. No, just like a what is it called? A Trixie cut or something? I'm like not a woman. What's the other one called? The blob? A no, bob? A bob. <laughs> yeah, a Trixie cut, I think. The Trixie? Okay. Um, oh, I thought it was called the blob. No, a bob is is like when it you know you have long hair and it goes to your neck but a trixie is just like on your head like 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 a man's hair like a traditional hetero i know we don't have a lot of like normal straight guys uh <laughs> anyway <laughs> um yeah like a cis heteronormative man hair style uh, cis and that's why i'm going to tell my hairdresser next time i go in can I get that cis heteronormative cut? <laughs> I don't like the coffee I'm drinking. It's like really artisanal tasting. Which I can't stand. Listen, I don't think anything tops elite instant coffee. I know you are. You are really hardcore about that. Yeah, but yeah. I I do it. Okay, I was doing this before quarantine. I'm sorry that everyone in quarantine thinks that they discovered this, but I was doing it for years. Um, because in Israel, like I think nobody 
like when my mom was growing up, nobody had the fancy coffee makers. So everyone made foam on their coffee by themselves by putting coffee and sugar in a cup and a little bit of water and like beating it until it became a foam. So that's how I make my coffee. Looking for your next great hire? CareerBuilder is the fastest growing job site in the U.S. with over 140 million candidate profiles and growing. Plus, candidates on CareerBuilder have skills for the most in-demand occupations. Let us help you rebuild and rehire a strong, more diverse workforce fast. CareerBuilder, we're building for you. Visit hiring.careerbuilder.com forward slash recruit. And everyone in quarantine was like, oh my God, look at this cool new way I discovered to make coffee. And I'm like, I've been doing that for years. Yeah. Like my mom's been doing it since the 80s. Like you didn't discover shit. No, you're right. You have been doing that. I didn't, I hadn't thought about that. Uh, yeah, they're appropriating. <laughs> they're appropriating uh, like poor people's is- coffee that didn't have like... <laughs> the money to buy a fancy coffee machine well no i mean the new thing is like how i don't know like jews aren't like actual jews because we don't belong to any land and we just colonize so like colonizing is our culture that's apparently what the protests part of the protests in philadelphia were about yeah Yeah, so like we actually me and you have yeah i told you about that we have no culture um we're just colonizers yeah i'm not a real jew i'm just a jew wannabe if I'm not a real Jew, why did I have to do with all this bullshit growing up? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, why Why did I have to argue with my parents about going out after Friday night dinner? Like, I, I think I'm a, like, Jewish mom guilt. I grew up with it. I think I'm a real Jew. <laughs> Even oh, you know what another name, thing about the Borat? Not Jewish, but... What? No, I was saying, though my last name technically is like a typical Muslim Persian last name. It's not Jewish at all. How can you up to people and be like, you're not real Jews? Like, what are, like, did people get, like, run out of things to protest about? Um, well, no, so another, I forgot, this is actually something else I wanted to talk about that was in the Borat film, was when he goes into the synagogue, like, dressed as a caricature Jew. Um, oh, my God. To that lady who was a Holocaust survivor. Yeah, and at first I was like... Yeah, at first I was like, why is she, like, putting up with this? But then I was also like, wait, this is actually so how Holocaust survivors act. They're, like, hip- they're all hippies, the ones I've met. They're, like, really chill and bohemian. Like, don't judge anyone. Like, they're usually secular as well, but I guess she was in a synagogue. But I don't know. I think I thought it was, like, kind of funny. Like, that really did capture, like, the attitude of a Holocaust survivor because they're, like, so forgiving even though they've gone through the worst and like well exactly it goes back to like how their children choice is to be forgiving or to be bitter for the rest of your life like i think yeah it makes total sense that a lot of them came out that way like going through the holocaust like literally your only choice is either be bitter forever and hate everyone or like be a forgiving chill hippie i did an interview um like I, i mean i didn't my my friend was uh doing this interview and i helped him with it with this holocaust survivor and i remember we went to her house and she was like i don't know she was she was just i i wasn't expecting her personality to be like that at all again it was just like she was just really of course i know like because they've gone through the worst they are able to like be happier or something but Still, I thought there would have been some serious moments, but like she really laughed about everything, made jokes about everything. And her daughter was there and her daughter was in the worst mood the entire time, Uh, was kind of like annoyed with the mom. Like, you know what I mean? She was a stressed out one. She and there is that there is that whole study about how the children of Holocaust survivors carry uh, the the trauma. trauma. Yeah. Um, Yeah, for sure. I think that's definitely... I mean, I'm sure it's valid. Um, But also a lot of the time, kids, the way a kid turns out is a reaction to what their parents are. So a lot of the time when a kid has parents that are too chill and too cool and too laid back, the kids tend to come out a bit uptight because the kids feel like they have to be their own parents sometimes. So a lot of kids are very cool, like party parents that like we go clubbing and we hired babysitters to watch our kids while we were clubbing. Like a lot of these kids come out 
more uptight because they felt like they had to parent themselves a lot of the time. I don't, I don't know where I fall on that spectrum. Not that I like constantly need to relate everything back to me or anything. It is our podcast, though. Well, it is our podcast, so why not constantly relate everything back to ourselves? Uh, tell me they're like yeah of course you have a podcast you love hearing yourself talk i'm like i literally like skimmed through every episode only to the parts where millie's talking because i usually hear myself talk that much like i do not like to hear myself talk you guys are all wrong like anyone who says that about oh yeah Yeah, there's a difference between liking to talk and then liking to like go back and hear hear yourself yourself talk talk. like yeah i do like to talk yeah like, no, I don't like to go listen to hours of myself talk. Like, no one likes to do that. I, I literally hate the parts where I'm talking in every episode. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, shut up, Natalie. Like, stop interrupting everyone. You sound horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Let the normal people, the normal-sounding people talk for once. Well, it, no one really sounds normal, but that's... Yeah, definitely not anyone it? on our podcast. Yeah. We don't want yeah. the last people on this podcast. Fuck that. No, we've had some norm norm. <laughs> <laughs> just making things worse for myself I as this episode goes hear on. You insult every person you ever come into contact with. On this <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I went after everyone. I'm whatever. It's Sunday. I'm just blaming it on the Sunday depression. Whatever. It got so dark today, so early. To the people at your party last night, to people on our past episodes, to like Holocaust survivors. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can't believe you just went there. That's not. I I didn't go anywhere. You went there. I just recapped where you. Okay. Well, look, you know, I was about to say something (laughs) even worse, but. How can it get worse? Just say it, please. I'll say it and I'll leave it out. But like, I'm like. Uh, hmm, good segue, good segue, good segue. Uh, <laughs> I just put that to help. From now on, every time I want a segue, I'm not going to try to create a segue. I'm just going to say the word segue. <laughs> Just say segue and start your new topic. I think that's a great segue. Well, we could just put like music in between, like a abrupt like elevator song. <laughs> and now. And now for your paid commercials. I've always wanted to see if we like gave a professional <laughs> like our episodes unedited to see how they would edit it, what it would sound like. It would be like five minutes long. They'd be like, I can't use it. <laughs> yeah, they literally can't use They would just, I was about to say they would just use our intro, but we never even introduced. Yeah, us. we literally just started. Whatever. I mean, like, you guys, anyone who's listening, you guys have your Normie podcast and then you have ours. Like, we're not going to give you that intro. Here, yeah, here's the intro doing? now. Welcome back. Welcome Are you happy? Back. Wow. Our- Sunday. It's 40 degrees. Episode something of season whatever like who remembers what episode we're on anymore i don't well so like we're supposed to technically start season three but i don't want to start it until 2020 is over like it can't be a new season i'm like in denial about time don't we only have like three episodes of season two how could we already be moving on to that what are you talking about we're almost at 30 episodes of season two Mm -hmm. episode 28 was last week Episode 28 in general or episode... Of season two. What? How many episodes do we have? Yeah, we've been like talking a lot. We've been chatting for a while. (laughs) Whoa. It's been almost two years. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's really... Whoa. Where are our sponsors at? So when people tell me they've binged our podcast and they've listened to every episode in like a day... What I take from that is you have no life. We have a lot Well, that's of what gives me anxiety is like when people say they listen to it, it's like, well, oh my God, I don't, I don't even know how to, you know, someone's like, oh, I stalked you a little bit. It's like, oh, well, you know what out, what's out there for them to stalk. It's like, I can't remember everything. Like we've yeah. hundreds of hours. I don't know what they heard or what I said you anymore. Know, I, 
I feel like it's unfair sometimes because I feel at an automatic disadvantage because then I meet new people and they already know so much about me, like from like my love life to my hemorrhoids. Yeah, gone are the days of us being mysterious. Yeah. Oh my god, my my boyfriend has been sitting here the whole time during this episode and like I look over and he's just cracking up and talking about like, also he only hears one side of the conversation because you're in my headphones right now. So he just hears me go butthole like hemorrhoids and he's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Two minutes ago, yeah. we talking about Trump, now we're talking about buttholes. <laughs> well, Trump in his own right is a butthole. I could have, that is like a bit absurd to hear on his end when it's just your side. He probably thinks you just made up the podcast. Like, he's like, yeah, she doesn't actually have, she's just like lying that she has this podcast. Like, she's like, what? She's like, goes like once a week and talks for an hour about like the most like disgusting thing. Like, what? Like, who's. Could you imagine if I lied to my boyfriend about having a podcast just so I could sit and talk to you for an hour a week without him interrupting? Like, yeah, wait, that's brilliant. Anyone who's listening, yeah, you lied. Your phone calls. Spill tea with my best friend for an hour without being interrupted. Well, that is what this is, isn't it? Basically, yeah. Yeah, some some little commentary, some film commentary, and societal commentary as well. Look, our phone calls are interesting regardless, so. I honestly, I want to start recording our, like, phone calls when it's just me and you catching up with each other and use that as our Patreon episodes. Well, I mean, the government, I'm sure we could just ask the government for it. We can just ask the oh, government. Oh, yeah, we have can ask, a- we ask our, our uh, designated FBI agents for copies of our phone calls. Yeah. If they could also, just. Also, they'd be getting uh, my ads really wrong. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Millie. Oh, my God. Why did I say it like that? Millie, oh, my God. I watched your story today with Hadar. And right after your story, guess what ad pops up? You know how, like, on Instagram stories now, there are ads? Mm-hmm. Between yeah. Ads? Guess what ad popped up right after your story? I don't it's know. so on brand for you. It's so on brand. Aquapana. Aquapana. <laughs> oh my god, that's kind of amazing. I, you don't <laughs> like, understand. I seriously. FBI agent is like on his shit. Like he's like. Well, that's not the that's, that's not the FBI the agent. These are oh, the evil tech lords. Yeah, this is. Oh, I thought the FBI agents and the evil tech lords were working together to get the ads right on my Instagram. Not for the advertising. Not uh, not oh, that I'm no. not that I know oh, of. Okay. Yeah, only for I, like. Are you? Have you spoken to your designated agent about it? That's how you know they don't work together. I think they work together. That's what I like to believe. No, I just don't think for advertising. Um, but uh, who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, but Aquapana came on after your story. Okay. They seriously, like, I really think I should be getting um, royalties because... Yeah. I sent. I blew up Aquapana today. If it wasn't for Millie, <laughs> no, I really. I think I really put them on the map in terms of social media. I think everyone just saw it as like this random water you would have at Italian restaurants, yeah, but like I actually made it a thing. There is like for uh, for I think for like, for oh. Italian bottled water. I think I am actually. I'm just like waiting for the day that you get an email from like Aquapana's like like team and be like oh i got into like a fight with them over instagram dm over their new logo yeah well i don't drink it anymore because they use plastic packaging like because i'm not trying to like have my hormones like deregulated from bpa like cancerous chemicals but um and like the you know of course the design the graphic design has become terrible it's just like the rest of the gentrification um that's happening where it's like everything becomes homogenized and bland and like could be a a logo for anything like what they did with like whatever ysl and celine taking off the accent mark even but uh yeah we i I was complaining about them so much and tagging them on instagram that they were responding they're like oh it's actually this this that and then i said oh like I they claim that it actually noticed you yeah no they're like Picard. they like res- they like they, they've sent me like this really passive aggressive thing 
And then the claiming that this was actually like an old logo. And then I was like, oh, really? Like I was taking a graphic design class. That was a requirement at the time. And um, my professor had like, he was like 80 years old and like literally worked with everyone, knew everyone. And I told him about this. And he's like, no, no, no. Like I know the graphic designer. And like, I, anyways, I like, I was like, oh, well, I'm actually with this person who knows the person, like that I called them out. Wow. It's really sad that I get I don't think it's sad that I get satisfaction I think I'm actually this is part no, of like I think this is a huge moment in your life that you're going to be telling your kids about like the time you fought with Aquapana's graphic design team well I mean it, it all adds up it all adds up I'm trying I am trying to make somewhat of a change um in the world of like aesthetics and things like that so I mean this is what you want to get paid to do in life basically you want you want to get paid to critique things you just said that with such animosity. It's amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love you. Sure. <laughs> well, I feel like this was mostly an episode about Millie. I feel like, yeah, you hyped me up a lot. Yeah. Tonight. You really like. I think you knew I was feeling well. Well, I'm glad we're on the same. No, but it's, to be honest, I'm glad we're on the same page about Borat. I haven't met anyone who actually liked it, though. So Yeah, I, don't, I think most people are on the same page as us. Not everyone would agree with our, like, our views on it, but like the reasons why we hated it. But I think everyone would agree that it was bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's comforting. Uh, it gives me some hope. It gives me hope in the world that everyone else can agree that Borat was. Yeah. Is there anything else? Uh, anything else that I want to talk about? Uh, concluding note. I mean, I guess that was our concluding notes. That Borat sucks. Yeah, and there's hope in the world because we're assuming people agree with us, but not necessarily for the same reasons. Oh, also, okay, segue. Good <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, that was my segue into my segue. So anyway, um, next week we're having, uh, old guests come back. Kevin Nahai. Um, and basically we wanted, um, listeners, we know that you guys don't like to like actually DM us things that you want us to talk about because I don't know you're scared like we're gonna blow up your spot or something like your name actually matters um stop whoa you're being so hostile I'm being hostile you're being hostile this whole episode we're both alienating our fans in different ways just see we don't I I don't want them to hate us I love them I love my fans so Um, go on sorry so uh, basically, we know that a lot of you, like, I don't know, you're, like, nervous to send us questions. Like, just send it. Like, we know you want to hear about specific things. So we're having Kevin Ahai come back on where we want to discuss uh, relationships, pre-COVID, post-COVID, um, just all things that have to do with, like. Well, like, social. dating and, like, COVID in the COVID times. He's a life coach, by the way, and he works a lot with, like, um, Persian men and women and, um yeah, again, I'll say it. I tell this I tell this to him too. I don't really like life coaches, but I think he's really smart and insightful. And like I don't know what life coaches do, but um he he brings up really good points every time he comes on like the last time he came on. So uh yeah, if like if you have any questions, please message us or email us. I mean, you've heard us talk about the most embarrassing things, so like please khajalat nakish and like just uh yeah i think it would be really fun if he got to answer some of your questions and we could discuss it and all of that jazz i you make like the job of a life coach sound so obscure like it's like it's like when you ask someone what they do and they're like oh i'm an administrative assistant you're <laughs> like and <laughs> like yeah and it's an actual job millie but like an administrative assistant like that i don't know what they do like <laughs> <laughs> you're like i don't know what life coaches do they coach life what do you mean that's in the just... title 
well it kind of just sounds like a therapist to me like a more hands-on therapist that like gives you like more direction you to get a degree you don't need a degree to be a life coach right <laughs> i'm sorry kevin i know <laughs> you don't listen to this episode. i mean it was on all of our minds but um <laughs> Well, no, the thing, I, I had lunch with Kevin and like the art, I, I just want to say to his defense, he's super well read. We had like an hour long discussion about Proust and um, well, at the time I didn't like Proust, but now I'm obsessed with Proust, but. Did you take a whole class on Proust? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were one of the people who had to hear me talk about that. Yeah. I related I it like to I like just, everything. I, like <laughs> That's I deserve like. I don't know, a gold medal or something for listening for to For hearing. You. Yeah. <laughs> no, but for like actually paying attention to you. Like, I really pay attention. Wait, to I want to give one of the, re- the, Zoom, the reactions on Zoom here. I just gave you a clapping reaction. Did oh you know God, you could wait, do that? How do you do that? Oh, reactions. reactions. Oh, there's only two. There's clapping and thumbs up. It's way less cool. Now. Yeah. Where's that, th- where's that thumb going? Up your butt. Yeah. <laughs> never stick your Don't put it in. Okay, I'm again. <laughs> okay. So yeah, stay tuned and uh, catch you guys next next week. <laughs> I love how we never do intros, and then when we try to do like an exiting, like it's thing, so awkward. It's so awkward. We're like, so awkward. Salam, shabbat like, like. Like, we never know what to say. We just, like, I know. Well, like, yeah, if you want to know what it's like to be my friend or date me, just know I don't know how to say goodbye or hello. I usually am stumbling <laughs> awkwardly into it and out of it. But I otherwise don't ever experience awkwardness. It's only in, like, greetings and... Um, I feel like anytime Millie's like leaving someone's house and she wants to say bye, she's like clumsily like picking up her things from around the room and like tripping over <laughs> herself. And, like she like literally just like trips out the door. Like she like doesn't know how to like. Ugh! Stop! I'm I'm sweating like thinking about this. I'm so happy I don't have to like hug or kiss people now because of COVID. Oh my god! Save yeah, me so much. I just do like the you. the Persian oh, nod. Like I just like. Oh like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Hush. <laughs> Hush. I love the Persians that like when they greet you, it sounds like mm-hmm. they're like kind of like they're like they're like oh, they're like just mumbling. Like, did, did you say something? Like, yeah, did you say? He's like ah, like half the word comes out and then it just like dies off. Like was that a word? Yeah, yeah, they don't finish the. <laughs> Why did they do that? It's so weird. I don't know. This is a strange culture. So weird. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a disaster. I'm having a really hard time. Okay. Um, should I leave first? Are you going to leave? Well, wait. I, want, I feel like doing the thing from the Usher song. Peace out, eight town. Yeah. Is that the right rhythm? I don't know. Surprisingly, it was. Oh my god, really? Was I on tune? No, it wasn't. In the clubs and the homies. She started to pee. Wait, is that also what you think? Well, I don't know what the real lyric is. <laughs> just started to pee. That led me at the club, though. Can you imagine if that's how girls <laughs> let guys know that they were into them? You just like, stare a guy down and start peeing your pants. Oh well, I was more thinking along the lines of like, there's such a long line for the bathroom always for women at the club. That's something I don't miss. Like, just like, oh my god, it's so scary. And I have such a small bladder, and I always have to oh go to the bathroom. To you know, recently... I went to the guy's bathroom. Do you remember at, um... Were you there at Acme? When yeah. We to Acme, and... Oh, yeah, you were there, and I went to the guy's bathroom. Because I'm like, fuck it, the girl's line is so long, and there's just nobody in the men's bathroom. And I come out of the stall to wash my hands. This guy goes, oh like oh you're so sexist like well it's okay for you to come into my bathroom if i go into yours it's 
it's harassment or something and i'm like shut the fuck up like just shut up like i had to pee well everyone is always having like sex in the bathrooms at acme from oh my god one time i was taking care of a friend because she was throwing up in the bathroom and we come out and this woman goes if you're gonna do cocaine can you do it so so i don't have to wait so long to pee and i'm like literally my friend was puking her guts out like wow i'm sorry i was taking care of her like not everyone does drugs when they go into the bathroom together yeah we just do it in the open i mean usually we (laughs) (laughs) usually that is what we're doing but this no but also like when doing coke in the bathroom doesn't take that long like no yeah it does not take long um wait i wanted to say about peeing um Uh. i feel like yeah, like I drink a lot of water and I also have a small bladder and I go to the bathroom a lot. And then I feel like when I'm out, if I say I feel like one more time, I might shoot myself. But I. That people are somewhat judging me when I go to the bathroom really often, like they think, oh, like, oh, what is she? Is she going to do drugs? Is she goes to the bathroom so often? It's like, don't pee shame me. Like, yeah, I'm going to the bathroom because I drink water. I'm sorry you don't, but people oh, like ha- I've got pee. Okay. I'm going to say, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I say, okay, that means like I'm trying to leave. When Millie, oh okay. God, we used to have a thing. Every time we leave the house, <laughs> as she's like getting ready to leave, she'll be, okay. 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 Okay, and I'm like, Millie, No, because I feel like I just always, like, no, the thing is, every time I would leave my apartment, I, I mean, and you should know this, because my, your commute is, was, is way more serious than mine, I just felt like every time I left, because I had to just take the subway downtown to school, and then I would just be downtown for the rest of the day, I was just like, okay, like, I need to make sure I had everything on, so it was like, there's like, a chapstick somewhere, and then, like, my wallet's there, and then, like, you know, like, uh, my hand lotion, like, I need, need to have these things for the rest of and the you day need to say okay so every after time every time i'm like i'm frustrated that i haven't left yet but i'm also like trying to acknowledge that i'm almost that there okay. so it's like okay okay no like okay like got it you know that's what it means the okay it's like you so. have Tourette's, but only for the word okay 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 Oh my god, wait, when I was in Charleston, we went to see this plantation uh, and to buy, we were like at the ticket, uh, at the ticket booth to buy it for the woman and she was talking to us and after everything she would say, okay, like she said it a million times, okay, and then my uncle started repeating it back to her and he's like, okay, okay, (laughs) and then she didn't realize and I was just like, crying like hysterically like trying not to thank god for the masks oh my god your your uncle's such a troll i love it he wants to come on the podcast oh my god can we have your uncle well he thought he so when i was like we recorded two episodes while i was traveling with him and my cousin he thought i was like lying about having he was like he's like wait people want to listen to you and i was like yeah (laughs) that's right And he's like, they should, you should have me on your podcast. And I'm like, okay. Oh my God, I would love that. Please, can we have, can we have an episode with Millie's uncle? He's like, yeah, I'm going to say everything about the Persians. I'm going to give it straight. And I'm like, okay. I'm going to give it straight. Oh my God. He said something like that. He really is a character. Please, can we please have him on? I beg you. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll speak with him. Um, Okay. 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 This has been the longest exit, like. <laughs> this is ever. a typical Persian exit. They take forever to leave any party. Per- literally, know. the opposite of an Irish exit is a Persian exit. It should become uh, a phrase that people use more often. Like, like everyone always says Irish exit. No one knows what a Persian exit is, but it's literally. Well, we need to popularize it. Yeah. Okay. Let's call this episode the Persian exit. Okay, I like, I like, okay, <laughs> okay, 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 <laughs> okay. I wanted to say okay again, okay. I need to stop, I was gonna say it in a different tone though, oh my god, but, farewell, Shabbat <laughs> Becher, Shabbat Becher, oh my god, okay, okay how do I stop it?
Stop. Okay. Okay. We get it. Staying home ain't it. Especially around the holidays. But this year, staying home means saving lives. So we're changing it up by gathering less and planning small. Our people are counting on us to make the right choice. Think big, plan small. Let's stop the spread, Columbus. This year, love looks a little different. We're still gathering. We're just doing it virtually. And we're still connecting. We're just doing it safely. So whether it's lighting candles over FaceTime, family dinner through Zoom, or opening gifts virtually, traditions can keep us close, even when we can't be together. Stay safe, stay connected, think big, and plan small this holiday season. Let's save lives, Columbus.